On today's show, the Dallas Mavericks fall to the Utah Jazz. Luka Doncic doesn't play well, gets the one-on-one matchup with Rudy Gobert at the end. Was it the matchup the Mavericks actually wanted? Is it something that the Mavericks should be trying again? Will they match up well in the playoffs still? Should the Mavericks still want the Jazz in the playoffs? We'll talk about all that and more on today's Lockdown Mavs. I'm Luka Doncic, and this is Lockdown Mavericks Podcast. I don't believe you shouldn't be here. And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, media member and NBA channel manager for the Lockdown Podcast Network. Thanks for making Lockdown Mavs your first listen every day including weekends when we have games because we'll do every single post game on this show. We are five day a week plus every post game podcast for you. And joining me as always, my co-host contributor writer at Mavs.com, the go bear goblin, the one more thinking what you got for me, Isaac Harris, the go bear goblin. You're getting better at this. You act like you've, <laughs> you've done this before. <laughs> the nicknames. The alliteration um, nicknames I'm getting better at. Everything else is up for debate. Guys, breaking news. I have not changed my stance at all. I still want Utah in the playoffs. <laughs> um, you know, I, as soon as they lost this game uh, to Utah, I was like, oh, here it comes. Here comes the peeps. Oh, yeah. Uh, Saying, you don't want Utah now, do you? No. Wait I, wait till I the do. Jazz fans wake up the next day. Wait till, <laughs> wait till the Jazz fans wake up tomorrow. <laughs> wait till they uh, find a hot spot. For them. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> um but but no it was it was a fun game. It felt like almost yeah, a playoff well. game, you know, there in Utah uh on Friday night and it was a fun last you know few minutes of the game. I say fun as far as entertaining if you want to separate fandom for a bit and be like, "Oh, that's fun basketball to watch." Obviously, we want the Mavericks to win that game, but um I love seeing styles clash together and you have two different styles in Dallas and Utah and I want it. I want it in the playoff series. I haven't backed down from it, and I think it would be entertaining. I think both teams would win multiple games, um, but I'm still confident. I think Dallas would win the series. If I was really good at my job, I would hit the, I want it all. I want it all. I would hit that drop right now, but I don't have that one. on. on we could have the intern. Intern, could you? Intern, that? yeah, get get the intern to do it. Yeah. Dallas Mavericks fall 109 to 114. This was a close game throughout. I mean, the Mavericks had the lead for a lot of this game. I looked at the the time leading. The Mavericks led this game for 33 minutes. The Jazz led this game for nine minutes and 30 35 seconds. The Mavericks had this game for a while, and it came down to the end. That third quarter was absolutely brutal, awful for the Mavericks. We'll talk about that and break that down. But it came down to the end. The Mavericks had chances at the end of this game. The Mavericks had an exa- they had exactly what they wanted. They wanted Luka with Rudy Gobert. They wanted that one-on-one matchup, and they got that four or five times down late in the game. And for various reasons that we will discuss, Luka couldn't capitalize on that matchup. And that's the reason why the Mavericks lost this game. You can point to so many other things in this. Luka didn't shoot well. Brunson didn't shoot well. Donovan Mitchell shot incredibly well. Um... The the bench players for the Mavericks played incredibly well. Dwight Powell played incredibly well. Like different factors on this side, on each side, got this game to a really, really close game down the stretch, but it all came down to those last four or five possessions where the Mavericks kind of fell into some old habits. You you and I were texting about this, and that's something that you you said to me, and I agree. The Mavericks fell into some old habits of just give Luka the ball and do nothing else. Stand on the perimeter. You know, no movement, no cuts, no anything like that. And just wait for Luka to win his matchup. And that didn't work for the Mavs in this game. 
it, it didn't towards the end because it didn't work, but I, I don't think it's something they should abandon. And because I'm fine with what they did. I'm fine with the decision Luca made. I'm I'm fine with the, the decision Kid made, both for the offense, those last few possessions, and the personnel out there. I know some people are like clamoring, hey, where was Dwight Powell there at the end of the game? Dallas elected to go with four shooters around around Luca. I mean, you look at Spencer Dinwiddie post game tonight, and him saying this is obviously something that they have been talking about in the locker room. You know, during the game, pre- you know, preparing for this game and any- everything. I literally wrote down. It's one of the few notes I put down post game. He said, "Obviously, the Jazz bigs struggle with bigs who can shoot, and it's it's something that they know. It's something they put on the game plan and everything. Of like, hey, them electing to just put Maxi out there as the only big, a guy who can shoot. Even though, I mean, we could talk about. It felt like he was a little reluctant to shoot there at the end of the game when I feel like he should have just launched it. But either way." They went with four shooters instead of having Dwight out there as the role man because that's what they felt was the best best way for them to win. And they were they were like, hey, we will take the matchup with Rudy Gobert isoed out on Luka. Now, whether you think that him iso at the top of the key, four shooters out and say, hey, just go do your thing, type, all of that is the right like play from the start, That I think that's up for debate because Istok did a great job, friend of the pod, friend of real life, all this stuff. Just went back to Slovenia, Great trip in Dallas for Iztok. But he just wrote this piece in, in a D Magazine. And one of the small pieces of that was him talking about Luca getting the ball in these different spots on the floor. That How Kid and them are designing some of these ways that Luca can get the ball. Ty Lue talked about it after the Clippers game. It's him getting the ball coming off those dribble handoffs. And he gets it there in the paint. We've talked about it on this pod of like, then instead of just isolating out, Luca just taking it and doing all this stuff, let's get the ball in Luca's hands at different spots to where he can create, take these shots. I think they could have did a better they could have done a better job at getting Luca the ball at different spots instead of hey let's just run a high pick and roll to get the switch and then everybody just clear out. But even that, I'm fine I'm I'm okay with it. Like Luca said after the game, I like this matchup. The Mavericks seem like they like the matchup. And you know what helps the matchup for Utah side is when a Utah player including Rudy Gobert can put their hands on the waist, can hand check and everything. Send me one more clip of Rudy Gobert quote locking down Luca cool let me lock down somebody if I can just foul him on the perimeter Luka Doncic after the game had the quote of the day I lo- when asked about the matchup between him and Rudy Gobert you know the one-on-ones late in the game quote I like the matchup I think I got fouled twice I know that ref and he won't make that call he doesn't like me then later <laughs> said said I'm, I'm okay getting the fine I'm, I'm okay to get the fine in this my game. man so Luca did have a back and forth with the ref about two minutes. Right, the, the clip that everyone's showing right now, the, the Rudy Gobert locked down Luka Doncic, and it's the clip where Rudy gets his hand on on Luca's waist, the hand check, like he said, and then Luca gets into it with John Gobble, John Gobel, uh, after the game. That's the ref that he's talking about that doesn't like him, and he knows that he's not going to get that foul called. Yeah, you, you can go a whole different bunch of directions in this. Like, okay, well, if you know he's not going to call it, then why are you why are you whining about it? But it's also a foul. Like it is because a foul. It's still a foul. Like I mean, it is a foul late in the game. And so we we should give credit to Rudy Gobert because he did play really well. Like he, he didn't just get cooked in these matchups and then get bailed out by a foul. There were a couple there were a couple of fouls, but there's a couple of really good plays from him as well. There's just various reasons why that matchup didn't go the Mavericks' ways. And there's a bunch of reasons why that matchup could go in the Mavs' way later, right? In the I was next gonna say you matchups. still take that. Like right. 
he's he's an amazing defender, and I do think sometimes he gets overlooked in the whole thing of you well, know, the Draymond comments like come him. out yes. about like don't Hilarious. put me in the same don't put me in the same conversation as him and blah blah blah, and so people take that as he's a trash defender. That's just not the case. He's an impact he, player for sure. Yes, he's an impact player. He's not trash. I I don't think he. I think some of the players What's the French is, word for trash. <laughs> I think some of the players issue with it is like he he can't guard one through five to where some of the best defenders in the game, you could say, could you know have an impact one through five. But but Rudy is an amazing defender. It's just I'll still take that matchup like Luca wants the matchup. The Mavs want the matchup. I'll still play my odds with that. Like you you what what's your other option? Like, what do you what do you want? Like you have a Rudy Gobert out on the like guarding Luca 25 feet from the basket. I will trust Luka Doncic, especially in a playoff series, either getting a foul on Rudy or scoring the basketball or a help defender coming and he's hitting an open Brunson or Dorian, whoever it is. I'll trust that matchup. I want that matchup. We've seen it before. This is not just a one game where this is the only sample we've seen of it. We've seen Luka take advantage of this matchup in the past. Yeah, well, 100%. Like, I, Luka is so confident in that matchup. If, I mean, we never see Luka Doncic press conferences, especially after a loss in which he's post game saying what he did. Normally, it's like no. short answers. Yeah, I should have played better. Blah 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 blah. I mean, the I gotta first better, question, you know, I got to be better. Blah, blah. The first question was about that matchup, and Luka's just like looking. He's like, yeah, I, I like the matchup. <laughs> like I, you know, like he's very confident in that matchup, and I trust Luka that uh, we're we're okay in that matchup. I, I I'm I'm fine with that. People can believe that that is a mismatch for Rudy, but yeah. That's what it came down to at the end of the game and the reason why the Mavericks fell in cl- in the clutch. In the clutch. But why did it get there? How did the Mavericks fall in this game? What did we see from Luka? What did we see from the bench? The new guys, Dinwiddie Woo! and Bertans, the, the law firm of Davis and yeah. Dinwiddie that we're going to call them. Uh, the, the law firm of Dwight Davis and Dinwiddie <laughs> was really Dwight's good. not in that law firm. He's on an individual. He's on a different practice. Okay. <laughs> He works on his own. He's like Jeff Winger after he decided not to join his law firm back again. Not because he's not good. He had a great game tonight, but they're in their own. Uh, If he came off the bench with them, maybe he'd be considered. But we'll talk about that in the bench and why it matters that those guys had sort of breakout games for the Mavs. Talk about that coming up. But before we do, let me tell you about Truebill. Truebill helps you in the way that the Mavericks love the matchup between Rudy Gobert and Luka. We love the matchup between your trials and subscriptions that you sign up for and Truebill. Truebill is going to win that matchup one-on-one every single time because they have a concierge there that's there when you need them to cancel unwanted subscriptions and to just Truebill notification to just absolutely take them out for you. So go check out Truebill. It'll help you stop paying for subscriptions you don't want, need, or simply forgot about. Go to Truebill.com right now slash NBA. Truebill.com slash NBA. It could save you thousands a year if you go ahead and check it out right now. Do you really need all those streaming services now that you you are back working or that you're not uh, stuck at home all the time anymore? Maybe the weather is getting better in places that you are. I, I saw that at the end of this week, it's going to get back to like 70s in Dallas. Do you need this all the streaming services still? You can get rid of them with Truebill. They can help you out. Again, Truebill.com slash NBA. Also, I want to tell you about RockAuto.com. With the ever-increasing number of makes and models of cars and trucks, it's impossible for all of you guys to fix the cars and trucks that you need. Maybe you were in an accident and you have to fix a couple of parts on your car because of the icy roads earlier this this week. Go to rockout.com. See if they have the part and you can put it on yourself. YouTube can teach you all kinds of things. 
Go and check it out. Spend, why would you want to spend 30%, 50%, even 100% more on the same parts that you could get on Rock Auto? So go check it out. RockAuto.com. See all the parts available for your car or truck, right? Locked on in there. How did you hear about us, Box? They know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. All right, Isaac Harris, let's focus on some of the other reasons why the Mavericks may have lost this game. And I, I want to continue with Luka. Luka did not play well in this game by any no. stretch of the Luka imagination, right? He finishes with 23 points, uh, 11 assists, seven boards, five fouls, only four turnovers, but he gets, what did he have? Six of those assists, six of those 11 assists in the first quarter. He just came out dishing early in this game. And then just later and later in the game, the Jazz try to take away the pass from Luka, which is what we've seen the Clippers do a whole lot in the playoffs. And we've seen any of these tightly contested games against good teams that, Teams try to take away Luca uh, and the pass, but Luca took himself out of the game with the with the shots that he missed. He only went eight of twenty four from the field, shooting thirty three percent. That you're just not going to win many games. I mean, the the Miami Heat game that the Mavericks played and won the other before the All Star break is one of the few games when Luca's going to shoot like that and the Mavericks actually get a win. Luca also got in foul trouble, which I thought factored in a lot late in this game because you have you know you have situations where Luca is kind of just allowing the Jazz to get a basket or can't defend as hard as he normally would, and then he becomes a liability, and that's tough for you to overcome. He got his fifth foul with five minutes and 20, 42 seconds left to go, uh, and I think Luka not playing his best basketball was was a huge factor in this game, but it's a testament to the rest of the Mavs that they were in this game with Luka playing that bad. Yeah, I think it was a combination of a few different things for Luka. Once, first game back after the All-Star break, I mean, we know he had to take some time off. You know, after he was the one guy who was gone, right? I mean, he was at All-Star Weekend. Yeah. Um, you know, if there's anybody on the team that's going to have, you know, another day or so to get back to to the grind and groove and stuff, it's going to be Luca. Um, which I don't even know. Did we even see an Instagram picture of, like, where he went for All-Star break or any of that? We saw a new dog. Luca has a new dog. <gasps> I don't know if we saw anything else. Have you seen, seen the new dog? No, I haven't. I think the name is Lexi. It starts with an L. Ooh. He named it after the Lexus Garage. So... For for Luca, I think that played into it. I think Vicky, sorry, Vicky. It does not start with an L at all. It's a V, which looks like an L. No, I, I just messed it up. Wow, that's the news from Luca post All Star. Anyway, <laughs> you messed up your Valentine's. Uh, name sorry, I got Luca's Luca's new dog's name wrong. I'll apologize. To everyone. <laughs> Are you even a Mavs media person? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> They're just handing out those blue uh, check marks like candy these days. <laughs> I do know um, it's his third dog. I do know that. Here's the thing. I think there was a hangover from All-Star Weekend. I think, one, he had some bad so shot selections a little bit. But it also goes back to whenever a team forces him to to pass and, or to not pass and take away the assist, well, you know what? It's a, a big part of his game is getting to the free throw line. And he was driving tonight. He just wasn't getting the calls. Like, I you know, if you've been listening to this pod, we're not typically, we're not on here after every loss saying, you know, it's not the Cowboys blaming on the refs every single, you know, every okay. single loss. A we're not doing shot, A little shopping. <laughs> hey, okay. I'm unlocked on Cowboys too. So, <laughs> so <laughs> of the two of us, you have been unlocked on Cowboys more than me. That is um, true. So, but for Luca, <laughs> he only had four free throws tonight. The team had eight free throws tonight. What? One free throw in the <laughs> entire second half. And it was on Dwight Powell's alley-oop that he got smashed in the face by uh, Hassan Whiteside. One I, free I just, throw in the entire second half. Like, I don't know about that. Whiteside is probably in the top 10 of like annoying players for me in the league. 
He really annoys me. But um, I just I think liked it, it a, when he was on the floor when the maps were going against him. Yes, sign me up. Um, I just think I just think it was that, that combination for Luca in the off night. He wasn't getting the fouls. He wasn't getting to the line. He he's taking some bad shots, making some bad decisions. You know, shooting the ball, and I think it was like a hangover coming out of All Star Weekend. So. Yeah, yeah. and go. on the same vein, Brunson also did not have a great game at all. Eight points for him, only four of 11 from the field, two assists, four fouls for him as well. A couple of those coming around screens from Rudy Gobert, just trying to fight through you know, the screens that Rudy would set. Um, two turnovers for Brunson. He just did not have a great game. This game really came down to, if you want to just narrow it down to a couple things, Luka and Brunson combined for 31 points, 12 of 35 from the floor. That's 34%. So the Mavs' top two scores shot 34%. Mitchell and Gobert combined for 47 points, 17 of 25 from the field. That's 68%. If the two duo, if the star duo of the one team shoots twice as good as the duo from the other team, you're usually not going to win these games. So it's a testament to the rest of this group that the Mavericks were even in this game. It's a testament to Dwight Powell, 22 points, seven boards, hit a three, Was I thought was really good in this game. This is probably his best game of the year. March Dwight Powell. Oh, let's go. Is He's like crawling out of the cave early. If, if you haven't been following the Mavs for a long time, there's this, there's this phenomenon. <laughs> March and April Dwight Powell is like an all-star level player. He he's just, like a spring flower. I know. It's just something about after it's the all-star up. break, he just becomes this different player where all of a sudden he'll start hitting threes. Go look at his percentages. He'll start hitting threes. He'll start rebounding. It's just a different player. I don't know why, but all of a sudden he has emerged early. Uh, an incredible game for Dwight. Uh, I thought it was the perfect role for him. And I, I, I'm not one of those people that thought that he should have played a lot more or, or played more late in no. this game. Um, no, I, I thought he did well in his, in his minutes. Like you said, I mean, even in the, that first quarter there, it's like, whoa, what is this? Hit a three and he hit like a jump hook over Rudy in the paint. In the He's post. Like, he scored go. on Rudy Gobert in the post and I texted you. Was like, what the hell? What is happening? <laughs> what, what, is what, is going, what is going on right now? He R- finished He finished the first quarter with... Um, Oh, he didn't even he finished the first quarter. Anyway, continue. I was gonna make one more point on Brunson and Luca. Nine points. When it <laughs> when it comes to Luca and him looking sluggish, I thought defensively you saw that more than anything. Yes. There were a few times tonight he just got like blown past defensively and was just like standing there, especially a few times late in the game. So I, I think that will come back. And Brunson, somebody tweeted at me um at the end of this game about Brunson, and I need to go back. Sometimes I'll go back and rewatch some games if I have some time in between, you know, changing diapers and all that crap, but is the like Brunson with length on him. Somebody tweeted at me that and I was like, I need to, because what I remember Conley guarded Brunson, uh, you know, a decent chunk of the game, but I want to go back and see possessions in which Utah was purposely putting on, you know, putting, you know, Royce O'Neal, putting Bogdanovich on him, putting some taller length on him. We know that's the thing. We know that's what teams are probably going to do, you know, come playoff time. I want to see, you know, if this is a series, let's see what these next two games, you know, in Dallas look like. Um, if this is, you know, is, is a playoff series, I could 100% see Utah, Quinn Snyder saying, all right, Ty Lue last year put Nick Batum on Jalen Brunson. We're going to put Bognatovich on him. Because we yeah. know Royce and Neal is going to chase Luka around and, you know, yep. try to be annoying. And he's, you know, going to hold Luka to like 38 points. So, I just want to see. I think that will be the thing. They'll put Conley on like Dorian and just roll with something like that. But that's where Jalen Brunson will have to 
show people that he's a different Jalen Brunson. That's been since Jalen Brunson, or since the, the Clipper series last year, and now even more so when J- Brunson has made this leap this season. That's the big thing for Brunson. That's the huge thing for Jalen Brunson is can he play against length? Can he play and be effective against teams like this that have wings that they can throw at him, that have extra guys that they can send his way? That is going to matter a ton against any of these teams, against the, you know, if they play the Clippers again, absolutely. If they play the Jazz, if they play the Grizzlies, I mean, any of these teams, they're going to have an extra wing to throw at him and just kind of take him out of the game. And he has to not do that. (laughs) He has to be able to play and score more than, uh, you know, eight points in a game like this. Uh, However, he did have, you know, the Mavericks did have an answer to some of that length, and it was Spencer Dinwiddie. Spencer Dinwiddie played, obviously, his best game as a Maverick so far. 20 points off the bench. Davis Bertans also had an incredible game. We'll talk about those guys coming up. But before we do, let me tell you about Built Bar. It's a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. They're delicious. They're great. They're good for you. Coconut Brownie Chunk. It's a great bar. It's absolutely great. You can feel the the real brownie pieces on top of it. That's what gives it that great flavor. Uh, I usually am not a coconut guy. I usually don't like coconut that much in all the different kinds of foods. Um, I wouldn't choose coconut. But for this bar, I absolutely choose coconut every single time. Have you tried the puffs? If you haven't yet, you're missing out. If you've tried Built Bar before and you haven't tried the puffs, check them out. They're covered in 100% chocolate. Even the puffs are covered in 100% chocolate. They're low-calorie. High protein. They will replace your candy bar. Go to built.com. Scroll down to the macros chart. You're going to see everything that you're going to want to need about these bars, especially if you're keeping track, if you're still keeping spreadsheets and whatever you got about your intake. So go check it out. Built.com. Use the promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your entire order. That's LOCKED15, LOCKED15, to use uh, to get 15% off at built.com. All right, Isaac Harris. So the Mavericks... They lost this game in part because Luka and and Brunson did not play their best. However, they were in this game late, despite, you know, Donovan Mitchell going off. He had a great game, I thought. 33 points, 11 of 19 from the floor, 7 of 12 from three. Guy hit seven threes. They they didn't guard him tight enough, in my opinion. He had too many just walk-up shots and it, it was it was the come around us come around a screen and pull up from three right like they yeah. you know it was the going under the three or going over the screen going under the screen and allowing him to take that shot or going over the screen and not you know trying hard enough right and Brunson tried a couple times and he got he got fouls called because he was trying to come around a screen like that but uh, yeah, I completely agree. But the Mavericks were in this game because Spencer Dinwiddie, 20 points off the bench. This was his best game. We've been wondering, since we saw since we saw Spencer Dinwiddie added to this team, the first two games he played, he was incredibly passive, right? He was just trying to make yeah. the right play. He wasn't calling his own number. And in this game, I think we finally saw him play within himself and also be a little bit more aggressive to the, you know, to the betterment of this team. Well, I think Callie asked him first. First question post game tonight, something similar in that it's hard to hear some of the people in the in the room. Um, yeah, Callie, we're gonna misrepresent your question just just based on the sta- the <laughs> the narrative. Based we on want. the answer, based um, on the narrative we want. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Callie asked him something along the lines of like him fitting with the team, his role, you know, making the right pass, that type of thing. And he, you know, he he just explained that he's like, yeah, I'm here to find my spot to fit in. Like, what is my role in this team? Like he's approaching it from such a team first mentality, but the Mavericks are going to need him to score. Like, I think Brad tweeted something at the beginning of the game of saying, Hey, you know, these first few games for Dinwiddie, he's making the right passes. He's doing his thing, but the Mavs are going to need him to be more aggressive on offense. You know, Bertons, he's not shying away. Bertons is launching them, but 
but Dinwiddie, we saw that tonight. The three of four from three, the the like Huge. fast break, step you know, step into the three, like let's go. Some of the stuff off the dribble tonight was was nasty. Getting to the rim and one on Donovan Mitchell, like that's the stuff that we're not used to. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Sometimes it makes face. If you're you, went, on the- you went with like one. I was like, I oh, know. Here, no, here we if, go. You, if you're listening on the podcast, sometimes I make faces and that means that I want to butt in and say something. And then sometimes I I pull back. But yeah, th- this is the type of player the Mavericks have been wanting, right? If, if D- yeah. Dinwiddie continues to play like this, another guy that can dribble and do stuff off the dribble. The Mavs haven't had a player like that in a really long time, it feels like, or at least a third player like that. And he absolutely adds something to this team that they did not have before. And he's not going to shoot three or four from three every single game, but he's still going to get to the, you know, he's still going to get to the rim, be able to finish around the rim. Those little like mid range shots. He's good at those. That that's what, yeah. that's what made him the money that he's, he's making in this league. And so if the Mavericks get more of that from him and I thought it, the key with him was to not play the three guard lineup. Jason Kidd started it again. He tried it. Uh, yeah. He tried it again. Started it by in the sense that he he did it early in this game. Yeah. Uh, he threw them out there in like the first uh, like the five minutes left in the first quarter. He throws out the three guards: Luca Brunson and Dinwiddie together. And that lineup, I just don't think that lineup's going to work. He's going to keep trying it here and there. But uh, when when they went with just two guards each, when it was Luca and Dinwiddie, and when it was Brunson and Dinwiddie, that gives you enough to where they're going to throw a double onto the one side of the court, swing it around, give it to the other guy, give it to Dinwiddie, give it to Brunson. That gives them a driving lane because there's so many guys helping on the other side that all of a sudden the defense is just all over the place. And so that's why Dinwiddie is is going to be a factor on this team and why it's better to have a guy that can handle the ball like that than it is to have honestly like a post-up presence or somebody or just mm. another shooter on the court, right? Like it, it's going to help this team become more multiple on offense and that's what the Mavs need. Can they stagger it the rest of the season to where two of those three guys are on the floor at all times? Well, they did in this game and I thought I thought Jason Kidd did that really well after the first, you know, stint where they he threw out those three guys. Yeah, so that's something I'm watching. And I want to, you said that, so I want to take it back full picture for a moment of this. Team. Isaac did a big circle with his hands if you're listening on the podcast. Full circle back to, or zoom out type of look at this team. It's so fun watching this team. And this team has a different vibe to it. It has a different feel to it. And this was my huge takeaway. Obviously, it's it would have been segment one on this podcast if they would have won the game. Because I think you're seeing this Mavs team coming to their own. Like, because now it before it was like they were a split personality team. It's we got to force these two different styles into one team. We have Luca, we have the system that they're running now, but we also have a 30, $30 million into one guy who's a seven foot big that also wants post touches, needs them. We got to get them involved, all that stuff. So it's like these two different styles that they were already, they were always trying to clash and make it work. And, you know, kid, day one of this season, we're going to get him the post touches. We're going to like that was such a it was such it was the biggest question mark. How are they going to use KP? How are they going to, you know, combine him and Luca, all this stuff? And I know we said it after the trade, but all the questions are answered now. Now it's just like, well, how's this guy going to shoot? How's this like we all know how they're going to play. We all know the lineups. We know the starting unit. We know the rotation for the most part with, you know, little tweaks here and there. But like. We know their style. We know they're going to embrace small ball. Like we know that bigs are going to come in here. Rudy Gobert type of guys are going to get 16, 17 rebounds. But Rudy Gobert was also a minus five tonight. Like they, we know that Jokic, Embiid, they're going to feast on them. But 
the Mavericks are betting that their perimeter defense and their switchability, their flexibility with rotation and stuff and their ability to score and have these multiple ball handlers will outweigh, you know, the other big on the team, you know, feasting on them down low. Sean Coleman host, you know, locked on, on Grizzlies. Shout out to Sean. I seen him going back, you know, back and forth with, uh, with I th- on Twitter. It's that dude X, but I just call Xavier. it X. Xavier. Xavier. So he's going back and forth with Xavier. And he said, he, you know, Sean Coleman even mentioned, he's like, yeah, without KP Adams will thrive. Well, that's exactly what the Mavs want is Adams thriving. You know, Steven mm-hmm. in a playoff series, because we, you will live all day, every day with Steven Adams getting 15 boards in, in 13 points. And the Mavericks coming away with a win because it's like the Mavericks are almost like that's what they're willing to give up right now because they can make up for it on the other end. Gobert was six of six tonight. He had six shots and like a couple of them were just because there's no one down low, right? Like that he just got yeah. like these, you know, these baseline finishes. That's fine, right? But that's not killing you. That's not killing you in this game on, on defense if you're the Mavericks. Uh, and so, yeah, that's what the Mavericks are, are living with for sure. They just know who they are. That yeah. I feel like there's a question every year. Uh, Bill Simmons talks about it. Other national you know, media talk about it. If they look at teams, especially in the second half of the season, and they're like, what's their identity? Do yeah. they know who they are? They right. don't, they're still trying to figure it out. It's the last three weeks of the season. We're like, we don't even know who this team is, and they're in the playoffs. Do they know who they are? The Mavericks know who they are. They have their identity. They have their style. They have their players. And that's for a change. For like, for a change, like, like that's kind of like cool to know. It's like, man, all right, sweet. We're not like wondering all this stuff. We know their style. They know who they are. And they're embracing that through this final stretch of the season. So whether that works out in a, a playoff run, all that, I don't know. It's just something different we haven't been used to. It's a crime that we've gone this long without talking about tonight's hot man, the hot player, hot player. Oh. Davis Bertans in the first half. Just absolutely on fire, hitting his three. Flamethrower. This is the type of player that you expected or, or hoped for, right? Not expected, hoped for when the Mavericks traded for, for Davis Bertans. You look at his contract and go, dang, that guy's so way overpaid. There's no way he's going to you know, make that kind of money. This is the type of player, when he plays like this, that you're like, okay, I can see why he makes that that type of money. Maybe you still wouldn't give him that amount of money that he that he's making, but you can understand it. When in the first half, 14 points, four of five from three, uh, and he hit another shot in the in the lane as well, where he can finish around the rim because he's six <laughs> ten. Uh, yeah, like, this is the type of player that you hope for when you uh, you sign Davis Bertans, and he didn't play much in the second half. He played 18 minutes overall. Uh, in the first half, I think he played 14, uh, 10, 11, 12 minutes. And so he only played like six, five, six minutes the rest of the game. Uh, but this is all you want from him, right? And he gave you exactly what you wanted. He hit a bunch Thank of you. shots. And uh, and yeah, I'll give, him, I'll give him the hot play of tonight. Let's, for sure. I mean, five threes in a game. I mean, you look at, you know, just their bench. I mean, how long ago? I mean, was it three games ago, four games ago, in which the bench had under 10 points? That last Clippers like game before the before points, Dinwiddie and, and Bertans were were added to the lineup, like they had eight points coming off the bench. Yeah, so you just add these two guys to this bench unit, and you're like, "Let's go!" Like this is, I mean, that part of the identity, you, right? They it's add part of that. the, yeah, it's part of the identity. It's part, and even like Bertans, there are a few of his shots tonight. You're like, "Dang, you really like?" I know. <laughs> that's kind of force, <laughs> like, but but. Who else is going to shoot it? It's like, you know that they're telling him you have the green light because yeah. we we need offense off, off the bench. So even if it's sometimes a bad shot, like, hey, go for it. Like we we need some an offensive you know, punch with that. So I, I love what Bertans is bringing. I think the whole narrative around Bertans as 
one of the worst contracts in the league. That was ludicrous to me. When you factor in like his last, you know, the last year of his deal and it being non-guaranteed, you know, a big portion of that. And you look at some of these other like big contracts in the league. I'm like, Bertans is not one of the worst contracts in the league. I think that's so dumb. And you compare like the shooting stuff. He played 34 games this season in Washington, which he shot 31% from three. You're telling me a guy who's played over like three, 400 games in his career has shot 40% from three, but now nah, we're going to judge him off 34 games in freaking Washington. Okay. That, that sounds like, uh, I mean, John Wall's getting paid 44 million to not play this year, right? Like that has to be the worst contract <laughs> just because yeah, it, he's, it's not it's not awesome but it's not the worst contract in the league for a guy who can come off the bench 32 million dollars this year (laughs) well that part of that's getting paid by by another team besides the nets but all right um, to bring this pod true full circle oh tim mcmahon tweeted out a quote from rudy gobert yep rudy gobert said post game luca always uses his body really well true and, and always pushes off and everything true <laughs> if, if you're not going to call a push off you shouldn't call anything else uh, unless it's a foul rudy gobert continues and i don't think it was enough contact to be called a foul well of course rudy, he doesn't you need to see the tape so anyway that's a fun little rivalry that uh this is right it's up not to going away it's like alley right here this is like both of his teams yeah he knows he knows these guys so mcmahon's uh, life is going to be pretty easy over the next stretch like he covered his teams are mavs grizzlies and jazz right and rockets, I, I think. Yeah, unless something has changed over the past. And so he's probably going to get a, a, a pair of those in a playoff series. It should be fun. That should be fun. Sign me up. Like, I want this series. This would be so much fun. I've seen yeah, John I Hollinger tweeting out Kevin Pelton. I've seen a bunch of people tweeting how th- th- how fun this would be in a series. John Hollinger was there, and he tweeted out a picture of the scoreboard, and it had offense and defensive rating on it. Shout out to the Jazz for doing that. Well, David Locke, let's go. Do they have screen assist? That's, that's the Locke influence. No. Uh, a couple people on my mentions were saying that it should be called moving screen assists after after the game tonight. <laughs> Both teams got away with a lot of moving screens tonight. I thought Dwight had a couple as well, and the refs just were looking at Luka and just didn't pay attention to Dwight at all. Shout out to Trent Forrest, still being in the league. Uh, Remember yeah. that guy? Remember the wave goodbye in summer league? Yeah. There you go. Anybody else stand out to you? I thought Josh Green had a couple of really good defensive possessions in this game. I think he'll have a role really? if the if the Mavs. Yeah, I think the Mavs will have a he'll have a role if, the, if this is a series. Um, I mean, I guess so. I didn't I didn't have a huge Josh Green takeaway. It's just every single time I watch Josh Green play defense, he's so athletic, but he's so heavy footed, and it kills me because I just want him to play on his toes a little bit more and be like more yeah. agile and quick. And when a guy gets dribbling on him, it feels like he has like little five pound weights on his on his ankles at times. <laughs> like the old man that's walking with the weights on his on his ankles. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Up and down the hill. Also, uh, Maxi struggled tonight from three. He was one and six. I'll still bank on him being in at the end of the game and taking advantage of stretching, you know, that out. The reason why players shoot 40% from three, and that's a good percentage, is that some nights are gonna shoot one of one oh six and other nights they're gonna yeah. shoot like five of six, right? It just that's what happens. Yeah. So obviously this is a you know a bigger loss for Dallas in the standings. You know, you lose in the jazz. We've been talking about this whole thing. Can they catch Utah as their first, you know, three matchups in the span of three or four weeks? So They'll come to town two more times in Dallas, and that'll be fun because this one's a little chippy, a little, you know, a little fun there. And I think both teams know kind of what's at stake there. But uh, 
It should be fun. Mavs down 0-2 in the season series. They played two more times, so they could still tie the season series. I haven't I haven't looked at all the tiebreakers yet. I think they could still win the season series if they're if they're tied and it comes out a certain way. But uh, the chances of the Mavs winning the season series went down. So that is that is significant for the Mavs. But yeah, we'll be back after the Warriors game on Sunday. The Mavs play at the Warriors. That'll be an interesting game as tough well. Game. Uh, very very tough game. No for Draymond the Mavs, though for the Mavericks. No Draymond. Uh, I'm just going to repeat everything you say for, for, the rest of this, for the rest of this pod. Uh, there you go, Kevin guys. Looney, though. Kevin, Kevin Looney, though. Thanks for listening to Lockdown Maps. Peace out. Oh.